Ceiling Breakers is where we showcase everyday women doing extraordinary things. It's where we pull out the unspoken stories that validate our experiences and unify us as women. Join us as we defy the narrative and highlight Wichita women as non-conforming, patriarchy-shattering, ceiling-breaking leaders who empower us to own our own stories and live our dreams. Okay, and we're back for another episode of Ceiling Breakers with Audrey and Stacy, and we're so excited for today's guest. We have Adrienne Rathbun. Yes, and Adrienne, I actually met when she was teaching cooking classes out of her beautiful College Hill home, and since then, that was back in 2009 when that was going on, since then she has gotten into corporate food styling and then transitioned into writing a weekly food column for the Wichita Eagle, and of course, created her beautiful cookbook, The Social Cookbook. Yes. Hello, welcome Adrienne. Thank you for joining us. <laughs> yeah, thank you. So besides the little blurb, tell us a little bit about, about yourself. Okay. Well, like my passion for cooking kind of started young. I, uh, I have Lebanese heritage, even though I'm a redhead. I red <laughs> yeah. don't realize it until I tell them, or if they know my family, they know them. part of that big, huge extended Farha family. Yeah. Um, so a biggest, like the biggest part of the Lebanese heritage is eating and gathering large groups of people together to, to gather around the table, enjoy a meal, um, and just be together. So that's really kind of like where my passion for cooking came from. You know, we had uh, weekly huge extended family meals all the time growing up in my grandparents' house when I was young. And then, you know, as my grandma kind of got older, uh, my mom did a fair amount of them too. And my, uh, my grandma continued to cook as long as she was alive, but um, it's, you know, it's just kind of in our, in our blood. Yeah. To yeah. And share it with others. So. And so what was the inspiration way back when to start with the cooking classes, which they were so much fun. I mean, I, I, I really loved, it was just such a intimate gathering, um, inspiring, delicious. It just felt warm and cozy. Thank you. Yeah. Um, I actually, I would occasionally, I'd started a blog kind of around when, kind of before blogs were a big thing, uh, in like 2008. Um, and just, you know, kind of quick, just, it was just kind of my thoughts about whatever I was cooking and, uh, and occasionally I, and then kind of came Facebook after that, or there was Facebook in 2008, but I didn't use it that much. Um, and I would occasionally like snap and pick up my dinner and, and post it on Facebook, which is just so silly, right? But, uh, no. you know, after you made something good, it's like, ooh, look what I made. Yeah. Um, and a couple of my mom's really good friends that used to see at the gym every morning said, you need to teach cooking classes. And I said, who's going to come to my cooking classes? They said, we will. So I thought, well, I guess you don't have anything to lose. You have a kitchen and you can do it. So I started, I think, back in 2009 or 10 I don't remember for sure I'd have to look back um and I it kind of just started word of mouth I you know I had a website I have a website and it uh it grew into a really fun little business there for a while I used to teach one or two a week and it was it was a blast I met all kinds of people and it was the most fun was seeing uh who picked the menu so it was menu based and you come to my home and uh and we would prep all the food, or I would prep all the food, and I always had an assistant help. People would sit in the kitchen and just kind of enjoy and flip along in their handout with the recipes and learn how to make, you know, four or five different things. And then afterwards, sit at the dining room table and have a meal together. So it was always neat to see who picked what menu, and, you know, people became friends after classes, which was neat. Um, 
I, I even have people say, we need to book a class again together, this group, you know, people that didn't even know one another. So that was kind of magical to, um, to bring people together. Um, and I have since kind of moved on from it, even though I really, truly enjoy it. It's a blast. Uh, I don't do it on a regular basis anymore, other than I do have holiday pie classes and hopefully we'll be able to do this this year. Oh yes. I will be watching your website. I would jump on that. (laughs) They're very popular. In fact, I normally in, in November, I normally do two or three pie classes. I have a friend who, who books a private pie class every year. And she yeah. fills it with her, so that's pretty fun. So oh, fun. fun, I love that. Yeah, and then I also have like corporate clients that have called and said, hey, I wanna bring my office and we can all make pies. Um, so sure. Oh so, yeah. So what, yeah. how did that um, holistically evolve from cooking classes in a blog, cooking classes in your kitchen to writing? Uh, the, I started writing for the Eagle, I can't believe it's been four, almost five years maybe, four or five, something like that. Um, a friend of mine, you probably know Bonnie Bean, mm-hmm. um, she she called and said, hey, is there any chance you'd be interested in writing for the Eagle, writing food for the Eagle? I said, I'd love to. And so her editor, um, Jean Hayes, who's actually just recently retired, uh, gave me a call. And it happened to be when she called, I was on the beach in Cabo. She's like, hi, did I catch you at a bad time? I said, no, I can talk, but I am on vacation. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh, she like, asked I am I'd one be- pina colada in, so if I commit <laughs> to something, we're going to need a follow-up in writing. Pina colada, margarita. <laughs> margarita, yeah. yeah. Anyway, uh, so I started doing that, and I love, I really enjoy writing that column. I feel like it's, it's a fun way to connect with people over food, and it, it's not as, um, production-wise, it's not as big of a commitment, if that makes sense. You know, I sit yeah. down, oftentimes I write in my cozy little robe with my cup of coffee, yeah. Um, yeah. and in fact, a friend of a friend told me once that he'd come to some of my classes. She said, I feel like I'm having a cup of coffee with you when I read your call. So that made me feel so good. Yeah. Um, you know, that's the, that's the boy I want a, a conversational comfortable voice and I also want like food to be approachable that's the most important part you know it does not need to be um it doesn't need to be complicated it doesn't need to be hard you use fresh good ingredients mm-hmm. and uh you know in some interesting ways and you can create an incredible meal that isn't complicated doesn't take tons of time and and you know you can show your love through through cooking and sharing it with others so. mm. and Love so it. what kind of how did that column evolve into a book well, I honestly, I had wanted to write a book about 10 years ago and a friend of mine, Roxanne, that had, that edited the, or wrote In Memory of Her Mom, the Artfully Done Cookbook. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you all have that book, but if you don't, you need a copy. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a great book. It has like 438 recipes. I worked on the marketing committee on that one too. <laughs> Was, did she sell that through Junior League at all? It, um, she probably... I don't know if she sold it. She didn't sell it through Junior League. It was okay. for it was a fundraiser for the art museum, the Sharp okay. Museum. Oh, okay, very cool. So, anyway, uh, so my friend Roxanne edited that book, and she was going to help me edit mine. And you know, ten years ago, she helped me kind of gather all my recipes. And at the time, I thought I just want to include all the recipes that I've ever taught. Well, that ended up being way too big of an adventure. It's like this is going to be hundreds of recipes. It's going to be like a thousand page book. That's just not realistic at all for a cookbook. <laughs> And so I kind of kept waiting for the right timing. And then after I started writing the column, it just kind of felt like the right time. It's like, okay, I want to dig in. I really want to do this project. So it took um, like 
eight months to shoot all the food for it. Mm. And I, I actually, I shot double the, the recipes that are in the book. So I actually have content for a second book. Oh, uh, yeah. So there, we'll see how that goes. Yeah. We'll see. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm through most, I'm through two thirds of my first printing. So, uh, that's, that feels good. But, um, anyway, so we, we shot a ton of recipes and then once again, when we started to lay it out, when my designer started to lay it out, it's like, Whoa, this is going to be too long. I've got to pare it down, which ended up working out beautifully because the book is menu based and, you know, seasonally kind of like one, one menu per per month of the year, uh, you know, it's not called January, February, March, but you can kind of see that the different holidays are accordingly, according to the calendar. Um, so that, uh, it, it felt good that this book was my first book. It's about entertaining, which I obviously have a big passion for. Um, and then I did a happy hour section, which is really fun. I don't know if you've made any cocktails, but there's some fun ones in there. Yeah. I, I, my husband got me a copy of the book, and I don't even think he knew the connection, but we first moved home wow. last summer, and we were we live right by Watermark Books, and so mm-hmm. we were in there, and um, he got it for our anniversary. And he was like, hey, I saw this and thought of you. Not that I am a cook, but it's just like a beautiful <laughs> local cookbook, and he can cook most of the things for me because he's the cook in our family but the cocktail <laughs> section is more my jam <laughs> love yep, it yep there are so as an author how many books do you are you a big book reader as well you know I used to be I used to read a ton and in writing a book and promoting a book um it's a lot of work and uh, I don't read near as much as I used to but I, I have a lot of books saved you know like in a list like I'm gonna get to this I'm gonna get to this so I I have plenty of books I want to read but I haven't been reading as much recently as as I used to yeah we talked to we just talked to Sarah who owns Watermark books and she (laughs) said what was her quote oh she said she she can't because I was like can you read all the books that come in like every new release and she's like no but she always says I want to have read that (laughs) I want to have read that yeah but she does she does read at least at least one book a week she said maybe more that's a lot of it and she's probably I guarantee you she's She's I reading the, the hard book too. She's not listening, listening to the yeah. so that's right. Crazy. And her in her line of work too, she can sit sit at her office and read she the can. book. Right? That's, it's definitely <laughs> considered working. Yes, like, it's some some R and D. I'm working. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. For Lucky sure. her. Yeah, um, yeah. She said she's not on social media that much because she should because she'd rather be reading a book. And I was like, oh, that's that's yeah, perfect. That's good. <laughs> Because we're like, how can we follow you? And she's like, well, I'm not really on social media that much because I I like I'm to reading. Read. Yeah, makes sense. Love makes that. sense. So, okay. So some of the questions we like to ask all the guests is just any efforts, like share anything that um, that you've done to help break the ceiling for women in Wichita. It sounds like a big question, but really just anything. You know, we think you're a ceiling breaker. You're here. You you've uh, you've done you've done some things that others haven't done before you. Mm-hmm. You've um, it sounds like you've had some mentorship along the way. You've, you know, you've created a book. You've done all these amazing things. What do, what do you think? That's what we think makes you a silly baker. But what do you think are some of the things that have, that have helped you with, um, just, I don't know, promoting women, just breaking that ceiling. Yeah. Breaking that ceiling for women in Wichita. I think it's important to follow your dream, whatever that is, even if it seems like too lofty or, you know, it's not really possible. You have to, whatever kind of drives you whatever your passion is whatever you feel like is like your gift it's important to share it um 
And it's also really important, like you said, to have mentors that can help lead you and show you the way. I told you my friend Roxanne has been my mentor for years and years. Um, you know, she's not a cookbook author by trade. She just happened to do it in memory of her mom. And she just happens to be, she's by trade, she's a PhD psychologist, but um, so she's, you know, obviously earned her PhD. And so she knows how to write and edit and uh, things like that. And then, you know, Bonnie being is a, is a mentor of mine as well in writing. She's just a great gal in general. I think it's super important to find people that, that you can align with and um, that encourage you in positive ways. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, just different women business owners, you know, we all kind of share the same challenges uh, being women business owners and uh, juggling lots of things, you know, home life, work life, you know, kids, all the all the fun things mm-hmm. in life. But we have different um, expectations, I think, of ourselves and of it, that society has on us, honestly. And so I think it's important to make sure you have good, strong girlfriends. Mm-hmm. When you need a break, you can get out for a little happy hour, yeah. <laughs> blow yeah. off some steam. Um, mentors are so important. Um, just keep chiseling away at those dreams. I think it's really the most important part and, and don't give up. It's always, uh, it's fun to see how it evolves. Like I said, you know, mine went from a blog to, um, teaching cooking classes. I did corporate, um, food styling for a long, long time. I write for the Eagle now publish a cookbook, you know, what's next. I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. Well, and I think that's really inspiring. That's what I took from your story right off the bat is, and so I love that you describe it as chiseling away at your dreams mm-hmm. because you don't have to have this big end plan um, yeah. or you don't have to be in the perfect space in your life to write a book. You know, it's mm-hmm. chiseling away, starting with the blog, getting all the, the food photos, writing the column. Mm-hmm. So it's super inspiring to watch you chisel away at your dreams. And I would agree that it does make you a ceiling breaker. Thank yes. you. Yeah. <laughs> I know that's a tough one. We always say, we're, as women, we're so humble. And so we ask that question. It's like, well, I don't know what I'm doing. I don't even know why I'm on, on here. You know? <laughs> yeah. So it's one of those things where um, it's, you know, we try to highlight. I think that's kind of the next question is where we try to highlight. Um, we're just, you know, ordinary women, but we're doing extraordinary things. And sometimes you don't think they're extraordinary, but um, the listeners do, and we do. And once you start telling your story, not only do we think it's extraordinary, but there's a lot of things that have come out of these episodes that um, the listeners, um, you know, other women in our community really can relate to. Mm-hmm. And that we find that we can really, you know, it's a lot of shared experiences as we as we tell these stories. And it's just a different way of telling it, right? If we were interviewing you just about your your job or just about, you know, you want it, we want to only know, we want to do a review of the cookbook. Mm-hmm. Well, that's different, I think, and there's a space for that, obviously, but it's different than just talking about you and a little bit about, you know, your passions and how you got started. And, you know, we're hoping that we're, I guess, chiseling out a space for, um, I just use that word again, but, yeah. <laughs> or, you know, making a space for, for, to be able to tell those stories. Mm-hmm. And so what ordinary, extraordinary thing are you currently doing? Uh, raising a toddler. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Good answer. I can relate. Oh my God. I think that, yeah, it's ordinary and extraordinary all at once. So we have a little foster daughter and we've had her about 15 months now. She's two and a half and wow. she keeps 
on our toes. So yep, you're in it. Busy girl. Busy, busy girl. We she's have with a babysitter today. <laughs> she's with the babysitter today. We have a two not, and a half year old. Yeah, I mean, we have a two and a half year old, so I'm I'm in the same space as you. Like you couldn't like this would just and you could, you actually could, but it would just look very different. Like you wouldn't be able to breathe and focus on a conversation. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Who knows what would be going on in the other room while I was trying to record this, you know? Right. Yes. <laughs> I think that's something that, you know, I think, and we've talked about that with other guests, it's just all the Zoom calls, all the, you know, we used to have to go to these like corporate meetings. Well, now you're seeing people in these like high level positions and they're like in their pajamas and they're like kids are at home sick yeah. or they're at home at school because yeah. it's a pandemic. And I think it just, it kind of like, makes things a little more like like we're all just people you know everybody right. puts everybody puts their you know pants on one leg at a time like everybody else like we yeah. all just are just trying to trying to live our lives and I think that's been or the dog's barking because I don't have kids but that my dog will bark every time I'm on a zoom call it doesn't matter like yeah. it's always just like he won't bark the whole day but there'll be like one little thing he doesn't know where the noise comes from and he'll be like what's happening he'll start barking um and it's just like that's just part of it's like it's okay I think sometimes we take ourselves and we take things, especially business and um, and meetings, a lot of times just too seriously. Yeah, but we learned I mean, that. Yeah, it's been nice um, change during COVID that you know we all do work from home for the most part, or I I worked from home for years and years, but um, I think everyone else is kind of realizing you know it's there are a lot of comforts and um, and advantages to being at home. You know. Mm-hmm. Whether it's more family time because you're not, you know, commuting back and forth, although we don't have huge commutes here in Wichita, but, you know, it's still save time during the day. Um, you can throw in a load of laundry on your little break, you know, you can yeah. throw something in the crock pot at lunchtime. Um, there's there's a lot of efficiencies, I think, between home and work-life balance that come from working from home. And it's something I've always really enjoyed, and I work really part-time, but I... Um, I feel fortunate that I can, you know, do it all here. Mm-hmm. I love, I love working from home. Like I said, I write my column sometimes in the winter. I write my cozy robe with my cup of coffee. Yeah. I light a little candle, just hang out. It's great. I love that. Yeah, yeah. I love, especially tackling projects like one-off projects like that. Sometimes, mm-hmm. and I've worked from home forever too. Mm-hmm. I do have an office now, but I kind of do a hybrid of going to my office a little bit, doing events, and then working from home. But. Um, I think sometimes it can stretch endlessly too, right? If you have all the emails and social media posts and just the tasks, but specifically carving out one project and just saying, here's what I'm gonna do in my robe with my coffee. I love that. There's just mm-hmm. something so satisfying about completing a project at home when you're in your space. Yeah. Yeah. I know. Well, I hope that continues. And I think it is, because I know some people that are going back to work, but they're only, only um, they're working from to, like two or three days at the office and two or three days a week at home. Mm-hmm. Um, and mm-hmm. I hope that that continues because I think you do. You get you get something out of depending on what type of work you're doing. A lot of people get something out of going into the office and having that, um, you know, what, those water cooler conversations and brainstorming, and you get yeah. something from that. But mm-hmm. I mean, let's face it, a lot of office. I mean, I remember like emailing people. They were just down the hall, but I remember just emailing or before that calling them and it's like just get up and go talk to people so right. I think we got into the into the convenience of the email and in the message instant messaging or whatever and so it's like yeah you could easily do that from home and so right. I'm glad that there can be hopefully a little balance of both for for everyone so 
So as a cookbook author, I have to ask, what do you, do you cook elaborate meals for your family every night or what is not your- most, Not most nights. It, yeah. it was much more elaborate before the toddler, but um, <laughs> right. like I did make a beef over tangine last night. Um, I don't even know what that is. It's a Moroccan dish. It sounds amazing. Uh, well, my husband's been growing okra. Like we need to have a stand on Roosevelt or something. Yeah. And <laughs> <laughs> You know, we've got all this okra, and he's been really bit. He had a trial last week, and so he didn't trim the okra, and it got too big. And so he's throwing it away. I said, Don't throw it away. I'm going to turn it into something. Um, so I, I did a little quick Google search, and I found a recipe for this tangine. And so I threw it all in the crock pot, and I was telling a girlfriend, Hey, I'm making this for dinner. She said, That sounds amazing. I said, Turns out I'll invite you guys over. Yeah. <laughs> so in the meantime, I just invited her. I was like, Just come over. And uh, I checked the crock pot, put it in for four hours. I mean, we're talking pretty good sized okra. So if you don't know anything about okra, the smaller ones are more ideal because they're more tender. As they get bigger, they get like kind of fibrous, not kind of very fibrous, and they're harder to cut. And so I was cooking them whole, um, thinking, oh, the crock pot can make anything tender. So I put it in the crock pot, checked it at three hours, and I was like, these are not tender. So I put it into (laughs) big old Dutch oven and cranked it on high, started boiling it. And it still was not getting quite tender. So my friend Heather came over and we um, we said to get creative. We, we threw parts of it, a few of them in the Vitamix blender, pureed it because that will thicken things. So okra is often used like it's in uh, Cajun cooking. You use it, you know, it's uh, used to thicken the, yeah. the stew or whatever. Um, and so we used that to thicken. And then we took out the other okra. It had the flavor from cooking for hours, right? So we took the other okra out and there was plenty of other good stuff in it and it turned out well. So not every night is that collaborative or creative. Yeah. <laughs> We're going simple, I'm not trying to clean the kitchen like I did last night. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, it's a combination of both, but we do love to entertain and, you know, you have to get a little bit creative during these times on the whole entertaining and kind of keep mm-hmm. your circle tighter. Um, but, you know, the patio helps yeah. a ton. Yeah. We, yeah. we like to do patio dinners. So. Oh, I love that. Even though yeah. I'm not a cook, like, I just love it, that experience and the yeah. process. And just, I can feel your passion for, you know, loving people and having people over and, and making a good creative meal. Yeah. Yeah. Bringing people together. That's something I wrote down when you first started talking. It was definitely you bring you bring people together. I think that's amazing. Yeah, there's an experience um, when you invite someone for dinner. You know, mm-hmm. it's it's there's a special thing about breaking bread together and just inviting someone over for an evening, uh, you know, fun and maybe a glass of wine or two. Yeah. And you can't recreate that. You know, you can go out to a meal at a restaurant and it's amazing and it's great because everyone's relaxed and everyone's being served. But it's it's just a more intimate experience when you have someone in your home. You're so and invite right. them in. Yeah, it is just like a vulnerable, intimate. Yeah, experience and you know you get to love on them but also you know it's in your space and mm-hmm. right. oh, I love yeah, that but, yeah. so to wrap our conversation what's a part of your story that you feel is mostly untold and mm-hmm. the purpose behind this question really is to normalize challenges or um, experiences that we as women all go through but don't talk about enough uh, timing is everything I would say mm-hmm. You know, I here I worked on this book for almost two whole years, fairly consistently, and then I launched in December of 2020 during a pandemic. So, 
even though it was in the middle of the pandemic, it, the launch went great, but you know, I planned to have this like big party and everyone was going to come pick up their books and I was going to make all this food and have everybody here. And that obviously couldn't happen because of the pandemic. So that was kind of a bummer. And, uh, but you know, you just keep, like I said, chiseling away at your dream. You just don't yeah. let go of whatever you feel like you're supposed to do. Yeah. So I think it's, yeah, I think it's important. Timing is important, but you also just have to keep, keep going, keep, you know, keep working towards those goals. And, you know, I've worked for a long time on this book and it was important to me to create a really beautiful book. It's, you know, I've had several friends say, I want one for my kitchen and one for my coffee table too. And not just because they're friends, but, you know, people say it's such a beautiful book and the food photography, my photographer Kendra did a beautiful job with it. And it, uh, it really evokes a lot of emotion. I think all the pretty food photos and cocktail photos and the entertaining. And, um, that's what you want to do. You want to pull people in, you know, you don't want just like a, a flat photo of whatever it is. You want people to, to want to make the dish, you know, it's important. A cookbook is to be used and um, hopefully people buy it to really, truly use it. Yeah. I know. I love it. I'm so inspired. I know. Mm. Great. So everybody can check your, so you're still doing your, um, Michelle Eagle. Yes. Column and we can find Eagle. And we know we can find your book at watermark books, of course. Mm -hmm. And where else can we find you online? On your website, adriamathen.com. Okay. All right. Awesome. Any social handles that you have for that you're on often or really is your website the hub? Um, on my Instagram, I have uh, at adriamathen.com. Okay. All right. Awesome. At Adrian Sorry. Hello. But my website yes. is adriamathen.com and then yes. my Instagram is at Adrian. That went over my head too. I, I, I got it. Yeah, we yeah. got it. We know what you mean. <laughs> so everybody follow us at Cillium Breakers ICT. We're on all the social medias and everybody will be able to, uh, everybody's watching this on Facebook and we also have the podcast, uh, Apple Spotify, wherever you get your podcast. So definitely share, like, share, share a takeaway, share anything takeaways, that yeah. um, you really enjoyed from this conversation, or if you have Adrian's book, or if you're going to get it, mm-hmm. the recipe that you're most excited to make. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Let's talk about that. Make sure to share and tag us. All, All right. right. Bye.